0: Why,
1: hello there. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Jonathan Edwards with PureAndSimpleBible.com Simple Bible.com, and I'm really glad that you're back listening to another Bible conversation, this time with Brother Todd Richardson and myself. I got some questions for you as we get started. Who should we listen to? When it comes to spiritual matters, whose advice should we take? What counsel should we heed and what should we ignore? And what path should we choose? These are some questions that I think are really, really important for us to ponder. And Brother Todd is going to take us on a journey through a Bible study called Voices and Choices. And I think it's really important for us to consider whose voice we are choosing to hear. And I invite you to come along with us as we talk about it together. The first thing that I like to do when I have someone that I haven't recorded with before is allow them to introduce themselves and their family and their work. So if uh, some of our listeners don't know who you are, Todd, would you please introduce yourself and where you're from, what you do and, and who are your people?
0: Yeah. So my name is Todd Richardson and I live in southern Missouri, south central Missouri, working with the congregation in Houston, Missouri. Um, uh, My wife, Cassandra, uh, and I have been married for almost 27 years. This next month will be 27 years, hard to believe. We have four beautiful daughters. uh, Our oldest, Madeline, um, of course, she's 24 or going on 25, so she lives in Miami, Oklahoma, worships there. The congregation at Miami and works in Miami, oklahoma and then we still have three daughters at home olivia elizabeth and savannah and so uh, olivia is getting ready to be 18 and elizabeth is 16 and savannah is 10. it's hard for me to believe so um but we we enjoy family um and uh a lot of what our work is as my work as an evangelist Really includes my wife and children, so mm-hmm. and part of our it's part of our work together, and we I think we enjoy it. Um, they learn a lot about the Word of God and about the Church and the Kingdom of God, and so um, I tell people wherever we go, if you, if you get me, you you, you get six. <laughs> All right. So, so we're we're grateful uh, as a family to be be able to do that together.
1: You know, I uh, I try. in in the gospel meetings that I hold elsewhere to take my family with me as much as I can, it doesn't always happen. But to your point of when you get me at six, uh, when you don't get five Edwards and you just get the one, I, every single time, the first question when I walk in the door is where's Marissa?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Where's the kids? (laughs) That's right. So I relate to that. I'm going to tell you one more thing. I want to encourage this as well. Uh, you you mentioned you're a girl dad and you've got these four daughters um, and I know your girls. And so I am very pleased with the family life that you have and, and the way that you and Cassandra are raising your girls. My maternal grandfather had four daughters, mm-hmm. uh, Von Morris Reynolds, and those girls are some of the most have grown up into, you know, my mother and my aunts. They're some of the most godly and steady. Consistent women and uh, the families that they have is a testament to the faith of uh, Morris and Maudine, my my grandparents. So anyway, I my heart is uh, with you in being a girl dad in that regard. And then I also have girls myself, so um, I enjoy that. So, well, brother, you've got a sermon that you sent me. Um, I actually heard it uh, I heard about it rather from your daughter. She requested that I contact you and talk about voices and choices. so I just like it because the word rhymes, but I'm curious, uh, you have this, this study from Colossians two, and let's begin with just the title itself. How did you come up with voices and choices? What are you wanting to accomplish with, with that title?
0: Yeah. It's a great question. Well, first, I'm glad to know that that you heard about it from my daughter. That makes me feel good too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it does rhyme, and I I think you know that. Whether it's a hook in a song, if you're writing a song, you know, a church hymn, or or even a a sermon title, it it is important to sort of hook your audience a little bit and try to get their attention. But but the other thing is, is because that that is the root of what I want to talk about is how that we make choices so much. Based upon other people's influence in our lives, or in other words, their voices—the voices that we um, either choose to listen to, or voices that we choose not to listen to—and mm-hmm. so actually, um, um, I'm I'm not going to completely divulge because it would it kind of spoils the ending of it. But there was a song about 20 years ago that was recorded that um, essentially didn't necessarily have that title, but it, it, it spoke to those two words. And sure. it, it helps us to understand that we do have a choice. I mean, we can listen to a lot of things, but choosing to listen to the voice of, of God is, is something that we have to be uh, very intentional about. We can't just sort of be passive and think that at some point we'll pick up the right information and it'll be truth. We have to be very intentional about seeking the truth and hearing the voice of God in a way that um, guides us. And there's a whole lot of stuff we have to filter through. And there's a lot of people today that are listening to a whole lot of voices. And those folks, a lot of them are in the church. And and they, when I say the people that, that are listening, uh, it's folks in the church, and they're listening to voices that are guiding them in a direction that is not Towards eternity with God, so um, agreed. We need, we need to be very diligent about how that we as um, maybe more older Christians or mentors in our in, in our own right, how we really encourage others, but we also have to set the example, and yeah. we have to make some changes and sacrifices in order to do that. So that's kind of that's how I come up with it.
1: Well, it. To your point, and uh, I don't know if this is the pot calling the kettle black, since I'm I'm actually hosting a podcast and talking in the in the format that I'm about to uh, bring up. One of my concerns is that anyone can who has a microphone and an internet connection can say anything they want on the internet, and it oftentimes is taken as gospel truth by people that won't either consider its source or vet the sources that are cited there and so i guess i deserve that scrutiny as much as anyone but uh there has been a lot of misinformation about a great number of things not just religion but also health etc and anyway uh what you're saying makes total sense and the scripture that you use uh i really appreciate that we're kind of starting with that because it's going to uh, maybe lay a foundation for that there are are various voices and various choices to be made. You have Colossians 2 that you read at the beginning, and so I'm I'm curious if maybe you would read that for us real quick to give our listeners an idea of uh, what the Scriptures say on this.
0: Certainly. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Colossians 2, beginning with verse 4, and we'll read through verse 10. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power.
1: Yeah, when I'm listening to you read that, just right off the bat, uh, now this I say, lest anyone deceive you with persuasive words. So you've got uh, this section of Scripture where uh, it seems like there's a lot of, of people, a lot of chatter that can mm-hmm. get in the way of things. And I like the questions that you ask as you're studying this. If it's okay, I'd like to read it to uh, our listeners. You ask, who should we listen to? Whose advice should we take? What counsel should we heed? What should we ignore? What path should we choose? These are really important questions. And I, I appreciate how. Um, you're setting this up to show that it is important Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's, uh, going to be a healthy study. Now, what I might ask for you to do, it looks like you, you have a few examples, like modern examples of people asking for advice. Would you take our listeners through some of these, even though it may be a little humorous, I think the the purpose is to show that people are getting their, uh, wise counsel from maybe some not so wise places. Right.
0: Well, it was interesting because I was, what kind of started me or to look at this was how many followers were gained as a result of these um, posted uh, stories. And I say stories, I don't mean stories of fiction, but real events, or I assume they were real, but there was just millions of views. And so the first one was um, actually on, uh, it's, it's based in Australia, And it was an article online. It was a a, a news program in Australia under the lifestyle section. And the article was entitled bride asks internet. So bride asks internet for advice after betrayal by, by jealous um, friend or something like that. And so what, what basically happened is she, she went online and she began to um, she, she, she had a friend uh, there was a circle of friends, about four women and they, kind of did everything together and they were going to plan their weddings kind of around one another. And, and one particular friend got ahead of the rest of them and didn't tell them the rest of them, you know, what she was going to use in the wedding, like what her flowers are going to be, what kind of ring, what kind of gown. And the person that put this online, she felt betrayed. And then Reddit, which is of course a particular platform users gave all kinds of advice and, some of the advice was rather interesting. One person put, she needs to put that friend on an information diet. If someone is copying you, stop telling them what you're doing. One suggested. And another one said, you're not being unreasonable for having the resentment towards your friend. She's being deliberately antagonistic. So Mm. she was getting this advice about this and there was a lot of people following this. It was really important. Apparently (laughs) to a lot of people. Right. Well, and because of the way that the, um, internet is set up. Obviously I'm, I'm reading this. And so I'm looking at some other ones and the the next one that came up had to do with weddings as well, (laughs) because I'm reading about a wedding one, but this one was about TikTokers, and the article was entitled, this was on yahoo.com in the know. Uh, and it was called bride gets wedding photos back. This is the one that really caught my attention. Yeah. Uh, Bride gets wedding photos back. Notice something off off after zooming in and the, The groom was, he's a liar. And so it says, Uh yeah, a newly married woman was shocked when she looked closely at her wedding photos. TikTokers are warning her that it's a huge red flag. Mom and TikToker Heather gained over, listen to this, 18.2 million views. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Can you imagine if if you or any of our brethren or, or whatever put something online and we got anything closely remotely to that? Right. You know, and, and, and people were following it. 2.1 million likes, 10,000 comments. Uh, to say that she was getting advice is an understatement. Um, just a deluge of, of advice, uh, filling up her account. And she, and these were all TikTokers. Um, one person put the whole thing seems off. Another one said, I would be getting a new husband and a new friend. Another one said, I would have simply lost it. Uh, just kind of ridiculous. We kind of, we laugh, we chuckle, but you know, today it's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, probably a lot more. Right. But it's really, it's really not any different, Jonathan, than it's been in the past. Like Mm -hmm. dear Abby, you know, ask Ann Landers, uh, Mm -hmm. viewing your daily horoscope. I mean, I'll tell you,
1: I'll tell you one. Uh, We used to listen to magic 104.1 KMGL. I don't know why I remember that handle but it was Delilah after dark and delilah oh, yeah. gave out uh relationship advice people would call in and they'd have the most silly you know problems and they needed Delilah's help it's the same vein though
0: yeah she she I remember I mean uh, uh I think uh, there's a station in in Springfield when I was in college and they had her on and you know and she has this kind of syrupy voice that's what I mm-hmm. called it on radio right and 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 she's just given a bunch of cheesy advice, you know, and, uh, none of it's Bible based, um, all of it's based on feelings sure, and it's just appealing to people's sort of base, uh, emotions and, uh, Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're, you bring up these, these couple of examples
1: and, uh, I would, I would call them extreme, but these are actually probably pretty tame compared to, Some of the things that you have on TikTok, Facebook, Reddit that that people are posting asking for advice. But what I'm gathering from this is that uh, people are going anywhere for their uh, counsel or for their assistance, right? Like it seems like they're just uh, they're going all over the place.
0: They are going all over the place, and 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 they're not realizing how much that it's affecting they're thinking affecting the direction of their lives mm. they have they have not even contemplated that the voices that they're listening to is is literally making them who they are
1: mhm mhm now you've got uh three i guess uh, do I want to call them main points or three three maybe uh facts
0: yeah, about. and it's it's really simple. I mean, it's 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 based on scriptures, so that we follow up each uh, each point with a scripture or two. Yeah, and and it's yeah. So it's and so the first point is that it's not that that we shouldn't hear. Um, in fact, we should. The Bible tells us that we need to take heed that we do hear. That God mm-hmm. wants us to listen. That God mm-hmm. wants us to hear. He wants. He's not opposed. For example. To counsel, to instruction, to guidance—you know—Solomon, yeah. um, um, perhaps the wisest person outside of Jesus, who uh, said a lot about wisdom. Um, he said in Proverbs four verse thirteen: "Take firm hold of instruction; do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life." Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. And I think the gist of that passage is found several places in the Bible.
1: Right, right. And of
0: course, Jesus said uh, in a multiplicity of places in the New Testament, he who has ears to hear, let him hear.
1: You know, that um, it took me a lot longer than it ought to have for me to, I guess, see how simple and yet effective that expression is. I'm chuckling because I'm just slapping myself on the forehead but it was one of those things where I'd read it he who has ears to hear let him hear. And I thought, well who is that? Well I have ears. Well, I guess I ought to be listening. You know, it was kind of silly but the idea is that it's you, it's me, it's everyone. We all if you have ears, which we do, right, then we ought to be hearing or listening. So, uh you've got 3 of these points, this first one, take heed that you hear. So we need to be open to counsel. Um, but then you kind of shift a little bit and I'll go ahead and say what it is. And okay. I'd love for you to offer some explanation from it. But in addition to, um, this, this statement that we ought to hear, the next one is that we need to take heed how we hear that there, it shouldn't just be that our ears are
0: open to anything, right? Exactly. And that's sort of the, the natural, uh, direction of this thought is that as equally important as it is to hear, how we hear is so important. One of the passages that I use is found in Luke chapter 8, where there's a very insightful passage of scripture. And and, and there's a parable where Jesus begins in verse 16. He says in Luke 8, no one when he has lit a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who may enter or who enter may see the light for nothing is secret that will not be revealed nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. And then he says something after he's talking about, it's interesting because he's talking about light and lampstands, things that deal with seeing, you know, right. But then the very next verse in verse 18, after verses 16 and 17, talking about things that deal with your sight. Then he says, therefore take heed how you hear. Hmm. And so what I think he's telling us is that actually um you know we're not really um we're not really necessarily guided in 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 as much or, or let me put it this way the things that we are hearing we've got to expose to the light we've got okay. to expose it to the light so that we can make sure that what's coming into our brain, what's going down into our heart, what's formulating the future person that we're going to be, that, right. it's, that it's being uh, examined under very critical light that reveals whether or not it is the truth. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, in the case of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, um, the serpent, as he beguiled Eve, as the Bible says, as he deceived her, he he only inserted that word not he said you right. shall not surely die right and and he was you know appealing to her senses because the bible says that she saw that it was it was attractive she liked the fruit It looked pretty it mm-hmm. was uh, appealing as far as food you know that de- dealt with the flesh and lust of the flesh lust of the eye and then it was a kind of fruit that would make one wise pride of life So he appealed to her from the senses and it didn't really sound what he was saying much different than what God was saying. In other words, it was the culmination of essentially the same words, even though it was 180 degrees the other way, you know, and she believed him more than her creator. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so uh, Jesus is saying, I think, is that, you know, even though we don't really connect light with hearing, He's saying that, that we need to take what we hear and we need to make sure that we put it under a microscope and not that we shouldn't hear it, but we should really evaluate it. And Jonathan, you know, we, we both talked about at the the top of this recording about our children and about our family, our families respectively. And, you know, you've shared with me about your mom and your dad and and your family, um, with you and your brother. And I've talked with you a little bit about my folks and, um, we lost mom, um, back in 2019. So, you know, it's been a, been a while for, you know, since I've been able to get her counsel, but sure. you know, we, we both shared with, with each other about the importance of how that our parents and other adults, but particularly our parents guided us and cautioned us to yes, listen, be respectful and listen, but really examine and put to test what you're hearing uh, against the truth, the light of the truth.
1: I agree. Totally agree. And um, I'm going to see if I can uh, bring this extra biblical resource up well without maybe uh, glamorizing it too much. But in the past month or so, my family, we, we do a, a, we call it family worship. You know, other people might just call it, you know, Bible time or, uh, you know, family time or whatever. But for our family worship in, in the evening, um, if if we're not reading the scripture, then we're going to be watching a video or something that's, that's Bible-based so that we can have a discussion on it. And one of my, I feel like one of my shortcomings is this this uh, number two point that you're talking about, of taking heed how you hear, specifically that it's really easy for me when somebody makes a point to say, oh, well, that was a good point, right? Okay. Instead of maybe um, exposing that point to the light, as Jesus would say, and and trying to um, see if it actually fits with what the, the Bible says. There's a YouTube channel called Red Pin Logic, uh, and, and Red Pin Logic is a, a man, and I don't know his theology. His theology really isn't on display in these these videos, so I guess this, this is one of those chicken and bones things for people that might be interested in, in it, but uh, he his videos are short form. They're usually about four minutes long, four or five minutes long, and he'll start out, um, he'll be watching or listening to somebody's TikTok or other social media post, and there in the video that that he's watching, that person is usually an atheist or uh, some sort of uh, new age religious type of person, very progressive, uh, does not respect the scriptures, and they'll talk about a great number of things about why the church is wrong or why the Bible's wrong or why God is wrong. Right. And here's their reasons for why God is wrong, and then he'll he'll respond to it and he'll explain. Uh, using logic and scriptures, why uh, this doesn't hold up to good, honest standards? So what we'll do as a family is we'll we'll listen to the TikTok from the person who's saying that you know God is wrong, and I'll pause it and I'll say, "Hey kids, now they've just said that. Did they make a good point or did they not make a good point? Well, they kind of they've got the pattern now. They know that." Uh, the person who is in the original video is going to be wrong so they're always trying to think up reasons why uh, this person's point is not valid. Then we'll, we'll listen to this apologist named mr. B and anyway these videos have done really good for me personally talking about different uh, types of debate tactics like the fallacy argument, the ad hominem argument etc and it helps me uh, expose, these views to the light. I guess I wanted to bring that in because it's kind of going on in my life at present, but um, I I like what you're saying uh, from the scriptures mm-hmm. about we take light and we expose it in our lives, and then it's connected in verse 18, take heed how you hear. Yeah, take um, heed how
0: you hear. Exactly. And, 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 then, and that's the first half of verse 18. And then and then to sort of just bring the hammer down to make the point really strong. Then Jesus says, after after he said, you know, you don't have a, light, a lamp that you cover up, you use the light to expose, take heed how you hear. And then he says immediately after take heed how you hear, 18, uh, that second half of verse 18, for whoever has to him more will be given and whoever does not have even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Or, mm-hmm. and I don't use the new living translation very often, but this is, really clear. what it says, so pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Isn't oh, that man. powerful?
1: Oh, it is. The That first phrase, so pay attention to how you hear. Right. It can't simply be just about listening. Uh, it has to be about internalization. It's making me think of, you know, James, in right. the book of James, where it talks about, it's not the hearer of the word, but the doer. right? And and so there's, it's it has to be more than the sound waves coming into my mind. It has to be that I'm able to uh, put them into action and obey the word of God.
0: Is that Absolutely. kind of where you're going with this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. And another visual that you might get is, you remember when God gave the children of Israel uh, the Passover supper and how were they to eat it, you know, with their, with their, uh, waist gird with a belt, right. uh, with their shoes on their feet, with their staff in their hand. In other words, he had them with a mindset, you eat this meal ready to go. You know, you're ready to depart. Um, um, I was thinking about another passage of scripture, and it just left me, but 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 we have several past, oh, Hebrews 11, verse six, uh, without faith, it's impossible. Please, God, for they that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. And so when we're talking about how we hear God, it has to be very intentional with with a critical mind. We have to look at it from the standpoint of, you know, let me hear this, but let me analyze this closely because my soul and other people's souls depend upon it.
1: Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Now, you, from this very powerful point of uh, take heed how you hear, uh, you move into maybe the, the most important one, which is take heed who you hear. Uh, so in this step of one, two, three, t- tell us about this, this third concept of, of being careful who we're listening to.
0: And, and obviously with just the natural progression of thinking about this, this is we're essentially working our way back to the to the the origination point, and that and that ultimately we have to. We may be listening to other folks. We may be we may be looking at some things uh, online, even in a like you talked about people that are putting forth religious material. or might be reading commentary, young young teachers in the in the church, young preachers uh, that are putting together sermons, and you know they're looking at you know. Commentary from men that was in the 19th century and things like that, um, but no matter who wrote it, uh, as in a person, everything has to be evaluated um, according to what God says, and so, mm-hmm. and so we we take heed who we hear, so we 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 pay attention. There's going to be some people, for example, when we go out here and we're doing evangelistic work, we don't know people's hearts, and right we. We do our best to sow the seed in in all forms of soils or all, all types of people, but but we will come across folks that are very um, aggressive aggressively opposed to the truth. And right. at some at some point, we follow the the scriptural advice not to cast our pearls before swine. I mean, even Jesus sending out the seventy um, told them when when the cities that would not receive them to just Shake the very dust off their feet and move on. You, you, you know, there there comes a point where you're you're really wasting good things. You know, right. um, you leave that up to God, but you you're you're not going to just continue on that. And so I'm thinking that we have to have the same mentality when it comes to who we're listening to. When we hear things uh, for the first time, maybe we're we're just considering it, but then once we realize from these sources that this is this isn't just kind of vain stuff that we're listening to this is actually this is speaking to blasphemous things mm-hmm. this is this is in this are these are things that are dealing with condemnation these are de- dealing with things that are of the lust of the flesh and of Im- immorality or maybe witchcraft and sorcery that are really speaking to things that that are slowly maybe or subtly causing us to move away from the truth and God's word. And if we get to that point, then we have to put these things away from us. You know, we had a study just recently. Uh, we're, we're studying on Wednesday, on Sunday afternoons when I'm preaching the book of Acts and about middle ways through Acts 19. Um, Paul has this, um, uh, this situation of this demon-possessed individual. And there's these uh, other folks that are not Christians that try to act as exorcists. Right. Um, I love that story. (laughs) Yeah. And they're overcome by this individual who's demon possessed, you know, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? Uh And, and when other people see this, when they see what happened with this, these dark spirits and this curious arts and dark magic and all this kind of stuff. Well, these, these, uh, these folks come out of the woodwork and they start bringing in all their books of, Dark magic and curious arts, and they burn them in the presence of everybody, and it turns out to be, you know, lots and lots of money. They are sacrificing a great deal, and why do they do that? Because they're not going to listen to this anymore. They're they're not. They've realized this kind of this kind of garbage is is totally in opposition to God. And so once once we we understand that, um, or of a kind older brother sister in Christ or somebody comes to us and say, "Listen, this this stuff is based in very, you know, evil. It's it's just baseless and and it's not. It doesn't have anything that's of eternal nature. It's you re- you really ought to consider that. We should we should heed that counsel and look that over. Maybe we're just looking at it as entertainment, but over time it begins to formulate our thinking and who we are. And we we ought to realize that we're not as we're not as strong as we may think we are. It, mm-hmm. it may have more of an impact on us than we think.
1: Well, um, that reminds me in First Corinthians 10, verse 12, therefore, he who thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. And the, the scriptures that are used leading up to that point are, look at all the ways that the children of Israel, God's uh, chosen nation, right? The ones set apart who were given the law. Look at all the ways they fell. Exactly. If they they couldn't do it, then you better take heed lest you fall because that same spirit that was in them before their fall can be in us before our fall, too. So, yeah, those are uh, what you're talking about is good, healthy uh, wisdom for who we ought to be listening to. Now, you brought up uh, Adam and Eve and the serpent earlier. I'm observing in the notes you've got it here as well.
0: Is this a, a two-for-one special? Do we talk about it both times? Yeah, it is because it's we're looking at it now from the other side. In this situation, um, of course, we, we have already made the point that Eve heeded the voice of the serpent. But the Bible also reminds us that Adam did not heed the voice of the serpent. But later, God says in Genesis 3, verse 17, he said to Adam, because you have heeded the voice of your wife Uh, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you. So again, sometimes we think, well, obviously the serpent, or let's just call him Satan in the form of a serpent, you know, obviously she shouldn't have heeded his voice. And that seems pretty clear, but we don't, we fail to remember that, or, you know, that there are very close people in our lives that we love very dearly, but that doesn't mean that they're infallible. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not omnipotent. Um, And so we need to be careful about who we listen to, even if they have our best interest in mind, our closest loved ones and companions. If we just completely base our eternal direction on another person's decisions, we could eternally pay for it. I agree. In
1: fact, just last night, uh, we were we were reading before bedtime from Matthew 12 and, uh, that, that warning in there where he says, I didn't, you know, come to bring peace, but a sword. And I'm going to set a father against his son and, a, uh, you know, a, a daughter against her mother and all of these different family members. So we're talking about that. And what we tried to encourage our kids was that even God forbid, something happened that, uh, in our family, if, if, I were to step away, then the best way to love me is not to go along with what's wrong, but to have that dividing line of doing what's right. And totally by agree. following the Lord, you love me better than if by uh, going along with me for the sake of you know. Uh, well, I'll just love him back to truth or
0: something like that. That's not that wasn't Jesus' way. It was to heed the Lord's counsel, not man's counsel. I totally agree. I mean, you know, we we want to encourage people in the things that are right, even when they're not doing right. We, we see that they do something good. We're, we encourage them in that, you know. Um, but all too often, it's, it's uh, Amos said it this way in Amos 3 verse 3, how can two walk together unless they be agreed, mm-hmm. you know. And if we are walking with somebody that's walking against God's counsel, then that speaks as much about us as it does about them.
1: Sure, sure. You have uh, Adam and Eve as an example, where Adam oh, Eve heeded the voice of Satan, and Adam heeded the voice of Eve. But that's not the only examples. You've got a, a brief one about Pontius Pilate.
0: Yeah, so Pontius Pilate, you know, and it's funny that 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 Adam heeded his wife's voice, but actually. In this situation, as found in Luke 23 and other gospel accounts, uh, when Jesus was being um, held before his execution by the Romans, um, Pilate's wife sends word to him and says, listen, don't have anything to do with this just person. But he doesn't heed his wife's voice, but he actually heeds the voices of the chief priests and the people of the Jews because they were the loudest voices in the room. And that's, that actually is a a really good point today because we're living in a time of great division in this country, but all throughout the world. And it seems that the world is pretty violent right now. And, and, and there are a lot of very loud and bombastic and boisterous voices. And sometimes people just sort of submit and yield to the loudest voices. And that's what Pilate did. He just yielded the loudest voices. Um, we sometimes do that because we just try to go along to get along, you know. Right. And that is a very dangerous proposition. And I think, again, this goes back to the home where parents have to teach their children that they're going to have to stand, you know, kindly and respectfully, but they're going to have to speak up and stand against those voices that are just flat out wrong and say, no, I don't, I don't think that's right. And, and, and let people know that they, you know, because silence sometimes says, if you don't say anything, it says that you agree. Right. And we, we shouldn't do that. We should respectfully uh, disagree. And I think we're living in a time, Jonathan, where people are so, uh, um, you know, confrontational on everything to in the effort to avoid confrontation we just don't say anything but um i think as parents we've got to to teach our children that that's not really the best course to take but to go ahead and speak
1: well it's making me think of the proverb that says faithful are the wounds of a friend and i i quote that one a lot but you know the idea behind that is i love you too much not to say something right you know and i think that um i'm not i don't maybe have that closeness with, with a tremendous number of people, but with the people of whom I am close, it's almost like an expectation. You know, my, my closest friends, I want them to be able to talk from the heart. And I, I want to be able to talk to them from the heart. I have this expectation that I love you too much to, to not keep you in the loop with what's going on in my life. I I love you too much. If you're doing something that's wrong to just, uh, affirm that, that, that error. I, I love you too much. And th- so those faithful wounds actually prove your friendship more than they, uh, you know, people are concerned that it's going to come across as judgy or whatever, but it's a, it's, it is good to speak good things.
0: For and sure. it's bad
1: to be silent whenever bad things are being spoke, especially to your loved ones.
0: Well, and you know, Jesus modeled this when his mother and Siblings came in to speak to him, and he said, Who is my mother, and who are my brothers and sisters, and so forth. But it's so true that we should want even our children, our our spouse, our closest family members, our our closest friends, whoever it is, we should want their relationship with with the Father through Christ. We should want that so much that we're willing to go ahead and forego our own relationship with them. Uh, If we're not, if we're not, then we don't love them as we should, brother. We right. don't, because right. we're we're willing to go ahead and say, well, I want to maintain this earthly relationship, this physical relationship, at the expense of theirs and maybe mine eternal relationship, and that's just ludicrous.
1: Yeah, that perspective is really important, and uh, I'm glad that that uh, we're kind of taking a taking the long view in this conversation to bring that out. Uh, we're highlighting something that. Our culture doesn't appreciate or value. In fact, there may be people that uh, are listening to this that are maybe a little bit offended by it. But what we are advocating for is, I love you so much that I I care about your eternity more than I care about, um, you know, this this short term. We we got to be thinking with eternity in mind. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you've got uh, a very intriguing scripture. We're still in this third point, right? The right. take heed who you hear. So, for our listeners' sake, you know, we've been talking now for about forty minutes, and let me give them a, a kind of a roadmap map of where we've been, uh, in case maybe somebody's out on a long drive and uh, they've they've kind of been in and out of of listening. I want to remind our listeners that number one, we take heed that we hear. Number two, we take heed how we hear. And we're in this this big concept of point number three, take heed who we hear. And we're talking about making sure that we're um, listening properly uh, to the, the ones who are giving the counsel. And you have a, a pretty large section in your notes about a, a narrative in the Old Testament, 1 Kings 13. What is this narrative and uh, what's going on here? Let's get some context to it before you make your big points.
0: Yeah, it's a really... <laughs> It's one of these really interesting narratives.
1: Oh, we're going to cut it off right there. It's a cliffhanger. And you got to come back next week if you want to hear about this really interesting narrative that Todd is talking about. And I encourage you to do so. It's worth it. And uh, I will say this just about cliffhangers. Um, you know, I get to go around and host gospel meetings from time to time. I get to interact with Christians around the country. And when I interact with folks who um, listen to the podcast, one of the things that I do hear occasionally, not a lot, but occasionally are people who despise the cliffhanger and they'll be like, Jonathan, I was out for a jog and uh, I, you just stopped that episode and I was so engaged and it just made me, you know, shout out in the middle of the neighborhood I was jogging in, which makes me chuckle because uh, I too have been in the middle of nowhere and suddenly cry out and people probably look at me perplexed, but. Anyway, uh, I'm just a heartless man who continues to give you cliffhangers, and I don't care about your feelings. That's why I did it. Just kidding. I hope that you enjoyed this discussion so far, and I look forward to continuing it with Brother Todd uh, in the next week's episode. So you got to come back to get part two of Voices and Choices. Now we've talked about uh, that we that we ought to listen, right? That uh, it matters. How we hear or how we listen, and then it also matters who we listen to. Next week, we'll continue in this discussion of who we listen to, but then we're also going to uh, move into more like a motivational part of the study, which is that we need to heed the master's voice and live and follow him, right? So, those are going to be the big points from next week. So, come back. And until then, you can always go to the website, check out the resources that are for you to utilize absolutely free for downloading. And until then, always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you soon. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true About a judge by the name of Gideon, he was a man like me and you